The Gospel reading for this morning comes from Mark's Gospel, beginning in the 12th chapter at the 29th verse. And Mark wrote, Jesus said the first in importance is, Listen, Israel, the Lord your God is one. So love the Lord God with all your passion and prayer and intelligence and energy. And here is the second. Love others as well as you love yourself. There is no other commandment that ranks with these. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. It is now my extreme pleasure to welcome to our pulpit Mrs. Angela Current Felder. You can read about her in her bulletin, in your bulletin. Um, it has been my privilege to come to know her a little bit in the past couple weeks, both on the telephone and now in person. You are in for a treat. Good morning. Say happy birthday. I'm really tempted that we ought to, are you gonna sing it later? <laughs> well, we ought to just sing it. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Brad Phil and John Wesley is so happy. Happy birthday to you. I understand this is 202. We praise God for a wonderful witness and ministry that you have engaged in, you not individually, because I don't think you've been here all 202 years, <laughs> but to celebrate Methodism in this particular area for 202 years is truly a blessing from God. And so we praise God and we say amen. amen. <laughs> Dr. Walker and I have been in your area, we've been in Independence um, since Friday, and there are over 24, 22 to 24 of us who are traveling around various districts talking about your university. You have many. In fact, I'll say a little bit about that in a few minutes. But your university on the continent of Africa, the School of Dreams in the Valley of Hope, on Friday night, we had a legacy uh, dinner, the Dick Reeves Legacy Society dinner, where we memorialized persons who had passed on and given money to the university or left money in their estate for the university. And we were, we were pleased to be in the presence and the company of one person who we personally already know, but who your new bishop is, uh, Bishop Tracy Malone, and if you have not met her, I want you to know that God has done something special just for you. She will be an amazing attribute and asset to the East, East Ohio Conference, and I'm already letting you know it. So just accept it and claim it, because God is going to do a new thing. Don't you see it? Can you not feel it? Tell me yes anyway. During these past two days, as members of the African University Board Development Committee, we have been listening to the status of where we are with the university. We want you to know that your university um, 
is alive and well and thriving even in the midst of a continent that is struggling continually with economic difficulties, depression, shortage of foreign currency, a variety of issues. And yet in the midst of this continent, God has placed through you the Africa University. I was listening and as Dr. Perusa talked about the students that are now coming to the university for this, this new semester and some of the struggles that they are, are, are experiencing, I started reflecting on my own life. For it was really 30 years ago when I was being interviewed for the, what became the Executive Director of Loans and Scholarships for the United Methodist Board of Higher Education Ministry. And they had called me back for the second interview. My brother said, well, if they call you back, then they're not quite sure whether they really want to hire you or not. And this is just another opportunity to decide whether you're the one for this particular position. So I was invited to a breakfast meeting at 7 in the morning with the general secretary, who was Dr. Thomas Trotter, along with the associate general secretary for the Division of Higher Education, Dr. Julia Scott. I was thinking, 7 o'clock breakfast meeting. Now, many of you corporate execs and professionals, you may be used to interviewing people at 7 o'clock in the morning. That was not necessarily my experience. <laughs> and I wasn't too sure that, and I really kind of said to the secretary, well, you know, I haven't had a cup of coffee before I start talking to anybody. <laughs> and at 7 o'clock in the morning, I'm not sure that the coffee would have awakened me yet. She said, I suggest you have two. <laughs> So while we were having breakfast, they were talking about several projects and initiatives that the General Board of Higher Education and Ministry, which is your, one of your agencies, was launching and beginning to plan for. And one of them, the project was called the Africa Initiative. And they talked about a new concept and responding to the call from the African missions that we as United Methodists who have built colleges all over the country and all over the world had not built a full-fledged university on the continent of Africa. And so as I listened to them, and having been one who was very involved in the civil rights movement as well as in, Afri in the African movement, um, I said, if, this, if I get this job, I wonder if I'd have an opportunity to be a part of this project. Well, to my amazement, I did get hired, and over, the next 25 years, I was blessed to have the opportunity under the leadership of three general secretaries, Dr. Trotter, Roger Irison, and Jerome King Del Pino, to provide staff support to various organizational entities related to the establishment and governance of Africa University. At that breakfast meeting more than 30 years ago, I'm not as old as, well, you know I am, but um, you didn't get that. Over 30 years ago, I had, I had no way of knowing whether this idea of dream of, of African church leaders would actually become a reality, much less whether I would even have a small part in witnessing and participating in its establishment, development, and institutional growth. According to Shona Legend, in 1897, and many of you have heard this story, Methodist Bishop Joseph Crane Hartzell was appointed to what was then called Rhodesia. He came to Old Muntali 
climbed to the top of Mount Cherimba, marveled at the surrounding mountains and beauty of the land. Then he knelt to pray and saw a vision of children coming from all directions across the continent of Africa to the base of this mountain. It was at the foot of Mount Cherimba that Bishop Hartzell established the Methodist mission on 13,000 acres of land which had been given by Chief Tendai Mutasa to Cecil Rose and the British South Africa Company in exchange for the education of his people. Prior to the action of General Conference in 1988, for nearly 100 years, the old Mutare Methodist Mission and its K-12 Hartzell School had trained and educated young African leaders. The establishment of a university on that same land by the United Methodist Church would complete Bishop Hartzell's vision. In 2009, I felt called by God to write the story of African University's beginnings and its progress within the first 20 years of its existence. I wrote the story for several reasons. First, there were some who said establishing this university could not be done. It would be like pouring money down a rat hole. Some said that a first-class pan-African institution of higher education could not happen on the continent of Africa. Well, you and I know that it did happen, and that's because United Methodists like us made it happen. An African university exists because of thousands of unknown heroes and heroines from around the globe caught the vision and contributed in some way to fulfilling the dreams of Chief Tendai Matassa of Manika Land and Bishop Joseph Crane Hartson. Africa University is a powerful example of what happens when the people called United Methodists are obedient to God's direction, when they respond and commit themselves to what God has called them to do, and utilize what the Methodist, United Methodists call the connectional system. Then great things happen, relationships are established, people's lives are changed, and the world is transformed. Dr. Trot, Dr. Thomas Trotter wrote a book called Loving God with One's Mind. He points out to us that Methodists have always believed and tried to adhere to Jesus' reminder of the first commandment as found in Mark's Gospel 12, 29 to 31. Hear it again. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Loving God with one's mind has been an integral part of our Methodist tradition. We Methodists have established over 2,000 schools, colleges, and universities around the world over the years. But in the 1980s, we had not built one on the continent of Africa. Today, we celebrate the existence of 13 seminaries and theological schools, 124 colleges and universities, 11 historically black colleges, 
one historically black medical college, Meharry Medical College in Nashville, Tennessee. And now we celebrate 24 and a half years of Africa University. Remember that, 24 and a half years of Africa University. That's what happens when you pour money in the right place and you follow God's lead and don't worry about the radicals. They'll take care of themselves. We support these institutions through our apportionment funds, the Methodist Educational Fund, the Black College Fund, the African University Fund, our World Service Dollars, special campaigns, plan givings, and other ways. We are so appreciative of the East Ohio Conference. Do you know that you have built three dormitories at African University? How many of you have ever seen them? Well, then you've got to go next March. Um, <laughs> Reverend Stein, you've got to take a group to see what you have done. You have not only built um, dormitories, three-story dormitories, under the leadership of former bishops, but you have, and it's in your, in your bulletin, you are supporting several students right now out of your support and scholarship funds and funds that have been raised from your annual conference. So give yourselves a hand. So it's not surprising that the people called United Methodists responded to that first generation of African leaders, many who were educated in the Methodist mission schools on the African continent, received their advanced training in Methodist-related colleges and universities in the United States and other countries, some who had become bishops when they petitioned for a university in Africa. It was at that historic conference in 1988 when ordinary people like you and I caught the vision, believed in the dream, and passed legislation to establish a first-class Methodist-related institution of higher education on the African continent. Yesterday, we had the privilege of hearing Dr. Cynthia Wilson during our advisory committee meeting following the, the opening devotions um, by, by, by Bishop Ernie Light saying ordinary people. It's just ordinary people like you and I. Well, I have to confess, I got in trouble using that phrase just after the groundbreaking of African University. And I was with one of the first Zimbabwean women elected to parliament, Beatrice Mutasa, who was appointed to the African University board. She's the founding member. And we were driving from Harare, going to Matari for the first four board meeting of African University. The university had not been built. We had just broken the ground six months before that. And she wanted to stop by and see her mother. And we met with her mother, Mboya. And then she said, let me stop and see my brother-in-law, Chief Mutasa. So we drive down the road. We come up and go up this pavement. And there's a small farm area. Now, I'm an urban city girl, I would have to confess. I don't know very much about rural areas. And there were the chickens and the cows and the pigs, and they were all in this corral area. And then we came around the back, and it was a cinder block, semi-ranch style house. And so we pulled the car up and got out. The chickens were running around, and the pigs and the cows were in the back. And so we came in through the back door. 
um, persons were washing the dishes and we came in to the living room, met Mrs. Matassa, and then Chief Matassa, who was her brother-in-law, was the chief of the Manika land province. Now, the, just try to envision all this land in the mountains, and there was a picture window, and you could just see a range of mountains. The chief was sitting in a red chair, draped with lion skin. So we come in, and there's a tradition that you use, and you clap hands and you curtsy, and so I did all of that in respect for the chief. And so then Beatrice began to talk to him. And so then he, she introduced him to me as one of the persons involved with raising money for the university. So the chief sat there and he said, well, has President Reagan given him money to the university? I said, President Reagan? Uh, well, well, no. He said, well, has President George Bush, oh, senior, has he given money to the university? I was like, well, no, sir, we haven't, we haven't gotten to that level. It's just ordinary people like you and I. There's Sunday school classes from around the country. Children and others are giving money. Iowa farmers are donating money. We've raised a million dollars. People, just ordinary people like you and I. So, has the Ford Foundation given any money to the African University? I was like, oh, no, sir, we're, we're not even near that level. And he said, oh, I see. Now he was also the district, he was also the chair of United Methodist Men for that district. And so he's thinking and he said, mm -hmm. so, so you're just saying children and Sunday school classes um, are other persons giving money to this university? Oh no, so just ordinary people like you and I. So then we went on and talked about some other things. So we come out, we leave, we say our goodbyes, I get in the car, and as we drive down the driveway, Beatrice says, Angie, Chief Matassa is not ordinary people. <laughs> she said, as far as your eyes can see, this belongs to him. And the land that the university is being built on comes out of his family. I went, oh, I'm so stupid. I should have asked him for a major gift. <laughs> so whenever Cynthia sings that song, Ordinary People Like You and I, and because of my own educational development in this country, and my cultural, uh, my difference in understanding the cultural differences, I did not recognize that land and cattle and pigs and are all valuable when it comes to money. And so I missed the golden opportunity to ask him for another thing because the property that the, the university is on comes out of his family heritage. It was because of congregations across the denomination, composed of ordinary people though, like you and I, that dreams for a full-fledged Pan-African university United Methodist University on the continent became a reality. Ordinary people prayed for this unique project, gave of their financial gifts to build dormitories and lecture halls, joined volunteer and mission teams, and traveled to Matari, Zimbabwe, to help with the university's development. And today, we celebrate, since opening its doors and renovated farm buildings in 1992 with 40 students, 
The university now has 33 buildings, including a new 24-room Ubuntu retreat center just waiting for you to come. Yet each room has its own television, it has its own little refrigerator, and I'm looking forward to staying in it when we go in about four weeks for the board meeting. This Ubuntu Center was built by contributions from the Grand Rapids District of the West Michigan Annual Conference. In June, the Baltimore-Washington Conference presented a gift of $300,000 to the university and joined the university community in breaking ground for a sports complex on the campus. The gift took the form of a love offering honoring the contributions and leadership of Bishop Marcus Matthews, who is now retired. And now we're underway with two refurbishment projects on campus were completed thanks to a gift from the United Methodist Church of the Resurrection in Newwood, Kansas. The university installed new bathroom fixtures, repainted the walls, and put in new flooring and furniture in the student union area. And the public areas of the Edwin Bolton and Mrs. Betty Ann Bolton dormitory gifted to the university by East Ohio Conference. Those all have been given a facelift. So on June the 11th, we celebrated that the largest graduating class since the inception of the university was awarded degrees to 843 students representing 23 African countries during its 22nd graduation ceremony. This class included nine students who are the first to complete the master's degree program in human rights, peace, leadership, and development. The university also now offers postgraduate diplomas and, and master's program and is about to launch into its first PhD program. We have also been re-accredited by the Zimbabwe Accrediting Association, which we praise God for that. Um, we do have a shortage of international uh, faculty members, so those of you who have retired from various institutions of higher education that have gotten bored, not doing much, you're welcome to come and join the faculty at African University. We have six faculties of learning. Faculties are the colleges, that's the use of the word colleges. Theology, education, health sciences, agriculture and natural resources, humanities and social sciences, management and administration, and the Institute of Peace, Leadership, and Covenants. The African University Choir continues to inspire all who have the opportunity to experience their wonderful sound and music. The choir performed at the 2016 General Conference and at churches in the Portland area. They not only help annual conferences raise funds for the university, but they, their ministry of song has helped to bring healing to many. I close with an opportunity for you to see another aspect of the university through the video, and then I will have one final statement. A typical Africa University student is a first generation person. The majority of our students are the first in their families to go to a college or a university. 
A typical Africa University student is from all over Africa. These are students from several African countries because Africa University is a Pan-African University that was established to serve students from the whole continent. In Nigeria, most people find it very, very difficult to raise amount of money to take their kids to school. For my family, they're able to send me to primary school, um, secondary school, but then along the line it became a bit difficult and challenging when I graduated from high school. My life would have been, I, I can't even imagine what my life would have been because at the time I left my country in 96, uh, the war was still raging uh, very strongly and, uh, and there were just no possibilities um, for young, bright minds to strive to their potential. I was able to interact with different students from all over the continent of Africa. It didn't just cater for students from Zimbabwe. There were like students from West Africa, East Africa, Southern Africa, and I learned a lot of different cultures. It was like a melting pot uh, for the continent. I've always thought that Africa University was one of the treasures of our church in terms of relationship, but also one of the most well-kept secrets. Because what most people don't know is that we've had lay leadership on the ground at AU helping that out since its inception in 1988. It goes way back. It's a place where Africa happens every day. It's intentional, um, established by the United Methodist Church to help educate future leaders from the continent in a Christian environment. The mission of Africa University is to train ethically and morally grounded leaders for Africa. Uh, African universities are producing first-rate graduates. People who have been investing in African University by uh, establishing scholarships, uh, they are actually transforming Africa uh, into a better place. There's no question about that. Maybe I might end up being a petty trader, like no option than to just get married, you know? And that's the, that's the end of the world. But now I've got greater opportunity. After graduating, I know that I'm going to be a psychologist and I'm going to counsel people and talk to them that you've got more ahead of you. I'm going to talk to little kids who they don't even have hope. I can, I can see my future, my dreams coming true because other people have that passion to sponsor people like us who are having challenges to be who we're supposed to be. Africa University has changed my home community. If you go back home today, um, you will find out that many alumni from Africa University are now in key position in our, even in our government, yes, in our government in Angola. We have people who are serving as judges right now, as ministers of government, as politicians, um, who are making huge difference. It's in our DNA to educate people, to help empower them to do for themselves. And we look forward to where God is leading us. Uh, we believe that if we can think it, if we can dream it, um, it can happen. All, all the time I feel so happy, I feel so grateful to God, right, 
for other people who consider people like us. I just pray every day that uh, we will be a worthy investment. If you go to African University now, you're going to get a world-class education. There's no question. What you're not going to get is a world-class experience. And we know that a student today in the university world needs a holistic experience. They need access to student centers. They need access to community building. They need access to athletic facilities. If we could help build them a dormitory, if we could help build them a student center, if we could continue to enhance their athletic facilities, we know that literally AU could go from a very powerful regional institution to a global presence. We are the future of Africa, definitely. And we are going to study hard, and after that we're going back to our country to change our country. Not only our countries, to change the whole continent of Africa. A typical university student is When the people called United Methodists are obedient to God's direction, respond and commit themselves to what God has called them to do, utilize what Methodists call the connectional system, then great things happen. Relationships are established, people's lives are changed, and the world is transformed. Amen? Amen. Amen.